welcome to Excuse My ADHD, a podcast for adults with or who think they may have ADHD. I'm your host, Jeanette, and this is my journey. Hello, and welcome to Excuse My ADHD, episode number 20, Stuck in a Moment. I'm your host, Jeanette, and I am navigating ADHD one distraction at a time. In this episode, I talk about everybody's favorite topic, productivity tools, brain dumps, and mind maps in particular. In this episode, I will take you through my struggles of trying to control my chaos with these tools. So if you're a first-time listener, thanks for tuning in, and if you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back. Before we get into this episode, I want to share with you how challenging this episode has been. Not because of the content and the topic, but because of the process. I'm going to walk you through how I typically put an episode together and kind of explain why this one in particular has been so challenging. So I usually start with a topic, and this is generally pretty easy to come up with. I just pull from whatever I'm dealing with or thinking about or what I see others struggling with. I do some research, start writing. Most of the time, I'll sit down a few different nights over the course of one to two weeks and write the draft and edit before I record. I do this because when I tried just talking, I got off topic and went in circles and well, it wasn't good, so trust me. Writing it out helps me get everything in some sort of coherent order that makes sense without going into too many tangents. I try to write like I talk and think, not really polishing anything, just putting all of the puzzle pieces in the right place to make a picture. Taking the two weeks to write is usually a good amount of time because I still remember you know, what I was doing and the flow was pretty smooth. This episode, however... I've literally been writing for months. I would write while getting my kids ready for bed or while waiting for a file to load, while I was eating, and yes, even sometimes in the bathroom. It was basically whenever I could find a spare minute, and what came of it was a mess. I edited it and thought I had something good, but really, if I'm being honest, it was trash. My plan for tonight was to add in some more information and I knew exactly where the holes were during the final editing. There were places that, you know, that felt rushed and others where I should have gone in more in depth to explain better. But then (laughs) when I went to find the file earlier, it was gone, missing. I tried everything I could think of to find it. And I told my husband, he said, it just wasn't meant to be. And I think he was right. So I'm starting over tonight so I can give you guys something actually worth listening to. At least I hope you find it worth listening to. Now, everything after this is what the episode should have been from the beginning. I just want to thank you all for sticking with me. I know it's been a while since I gave you an episode, and I blame part of it on procrastination and part on being exhausted. Regardless, I'm still here for you guys, and I don't plan on going anywhere. What this pandemic has taught me is that I have to keep moving forward no matter what. I can't allow myself to fall victim to the shame I feel because I missed an episode or two. 
or five, you know, the old me would have just let this go. Why not? It's been a while since I uploaded an episode. No one will care. No one will miss it. Well, the me that started this in the first place is making allowances for the hiccups and mistakes and trying to grant myself permission to be me. I'm telling the old me to shut up and sit down. And all of the podcast groups, though, they tout how important consistency is. It's the key to successful podcast. Okay, great, but so is authenticity. At least I think it is. That's what I believe. Which is why I'm here to be authentic and honest about my struggles with ADHD. And part of living your life with ADHD is getting used to failing. But the flip side to that coin is resiliency and our ability to always get back up and try again. So that is what I'm doing. I'm trying again. I just want to again, thank you for being here and for allowing me to share my journey with you. Now, U2 is my all-time favorite band. Their songs just soothe my soul. There's something about it. As soon as I hear a riff of the guitar, I know it's a U2 song. I don't even have to listen to it for more than like five seconds. I can tell this is a U2 song. But one in particular that came to mind while I was trying to write this episode was Stuck in a Moment. And I mean, if that isn't just the perfect description of what I've been feeling, I mean, just listen to this lyric from the chorus. I'm not going to sing it. I'm just going to, I'm not going to sing it. You've got to get yourself together. You've got stuck in a moment and now you can't get out of it. Don't say that later will be better. Now you're stuck in a moment and you can't get out of it. Seriously, does that not just sound exactly like how it feels when you know, you're burnout and you're just procrastinating and can't not procrastinate. Your brain's overwhelmed. You can't move forward because you're stuck, like you're in quicksand and you can't get out of it. Well, the next couple episodes are going to be productivity-based. Ugh, why? I know, we get this stuff crammed down our throats all the time. If you would just use your calendar or set reminders... Try this app or read this book and everything will bring you joy. Okay, first of all, Marie, it will not bring me joy. It will cause me anxiety and shame or it will put me in a hyper focus and never get done, which adds to the anxiety and shame. Second, I've tried so many things and the reason none of them stick is because they're hard, complicated, boring, I got distracted at some point and just quit or well, they're not aesthetically pleasing to the eye, AKA pretty. Does any of that sound relatable to anybody at all? Productivity tips make me cringe for two reasons. One, I know I need them. And two, I just don't want to do them. I mean, many sound easy and all kinds of people know are using them and they're trying to convince you how awesome they are. Well, They aren't easy, at least not for me. And no matter which one I try, I always have to customize it somehow. Take, for example, the Pomodoro method. I did actually love this one because it was the easiest productivity tool I've ever tried. And I was actually really productive for a while anyway, until I didn't anymore. Not really sure why. No, actually I am. Okay. That was when I was still switching meds, trying to find the right one. And I think I spent two whole months while I was on Vyvanse doing it, and then I switched to Adderall and got out of the habit because I couldn't focus. The Adderall didn't work for me. 
Anyway, if you don't know, the main premise of the Pomodoro method or technique is you work in four sessions. Each session is 25 minutes with a short five minute break in between, followed by a longer 20 to 30 minute break at the end of the four, ses four sessions. For each session, you pick one task and work on nothing but that one task. You're not checking your emails or surfing social media. You're just doing that one task. And when the timer goes off for the session you're in, you can check that off and move to the next one. I didn't use the Pomodoro tomato timer. I used an app called Brain Focus for its ability to be customized. So I was able to adjust the time of my sessions and the amount of time for my breaks. I used a 40 minute session because I couldn't get anything done in 25 minutes. By the time I was ready to start, I would only have like five or 10 minutes left. With the Brain Focus app, I set my sessions to 40 minutes and my breaks to five with my long break of 30 minutes. So if I got a phone call, the other thing I liked was I could even pause the timer so I didn't lose the time I was trying to work on that one task. And the other function I liked is that if I was in the zone and a task needed more time, I could skip a break and keep going. So I'd use my short breaks to just kind of breathe for a minute, just sit back, take a breath, go for a walk, go to the bathroom, check email for anything urgent, or just get something to drink. The long breaks would fall about lunchtime. So I'd eat lunch and check and respond to some emails and take another short walk, usually just around the offices. Um, what I really liked about doing this was I gave myself permission not to multitask and I was so much more productive that way. I don't think I've ever been nearly as productive since. And the problem I'm having now is actually trying to start it up again after having done, not done it for so long. Like it should be easy because I've already done it once. I just can't bring myself to delete the app either. And my settings are already there. I just need to do it. And I really do want to. It's just that like this transition from my old job to my new one has made it a little difficult. I'm hoping that maybe now that things have calmed down a little and getting more routine, I can try it again. I'd be interested to see if I can pick it up and be just as proactive or just as productive as I was before. So we'll see. Let's go back in time to about a month ago. So you all know I've been struggling and in this funk. I finally decided that I needed to change. I was sitting at my dining room table around like 11, 19 p.m. doing my day job, but not really. It's my night job, so I can take turns getting the kids out of the house during the day with my husband. We both have several conference calls to do, and if we don't get them out of the house for bike rides or scooters or walks or something, they go stir crazy because, you know, we've been quarantined for so long. Waiting for a form to load so I could validate my data you know, my fake budget because the world has gone to crap and all the numbers I did were based on a normal year and not a COVID-19 affected year. So they're all wrong now, but I digress. I was sitting here thinking about all the things I need to do, not needed because m many I still months later need to do, 
after reading and hearing about how effective doing a brain dump or mind map or whatever you want to call it can be, I decided I needed to make a reminder to write it out in my bullet journal, which by the way, I haven't had to depend on as much since all of this. So that's nice. There aren't as many meetings, no extracurricular activities for the kids, no doctor's appointments to go to or other obligations. In many ways, life slowed down and in others, it's more complicated. Anyway, staring at a blank page in my bullet journal, I kept wondering, how do you brain dump or mind map in the first place? How do I get started? What do I write down first? Where does it go? Is there a special format I should use? Do I put it in a particular order? Is it like a brainstorming web we used to do in school where you have one big circle in the middle with little lines that branch out of it to other circles and more off of those? I'm imagining that and it makes my skin crawl. I just stared at my computer screen blankly as it still had not loaded. And in thinking about doing a brain dump, you know, I've heard people say, oh, they're great. You just write everything in your brain down on a piece of paper. That sounds terrifying. You know, there are work things, house things, kid things, podcast things, other things, so many things in my head. I need structure in this area. I just can't write shit down all willy-nilly. I mean, I should have it like an outline, draw boxes, columns with titles or something, right? I mean, what do I do? So I did nothing. Flash forward a few days. I tried to scour the internet for how to do a brain dump and got distracted. Does that happen to anyone else? Of course it does. We all go down that rabbit hole and end up with a hundred different tabs open, looking at a hundred different things, forgetting what we were originally doing. So I wasn't liking what I was seeing because all was a mess and it didn't really help me. At this point, I basically said, screw it. I finished my work that night, spent the next few days thinking about how I still needed to do this because there's just too much I have to do. I don't want to forget the things I'm desperately trying to remember. Well, flash forward about two weeks, sitting in a mini chair at a Lego table in my girls' playroom. Girls are watching a mermaid show from Australia called H2O on Netflix. It's actually quite entertaining in a mind-numbing, no-thinking kind of way. So I look down at the table, and there's a couple of blank pages of computer paper just laying there in front of me, begging to be used. But okay, I'm just sitting here doing nothing. Why not just do this? I opted not to try the mind map thing because, well, I can't stand that form of brainstorming. Instead, I just picked out a purple colored pencil from the tin on the desk and just started writing down everything I could think of and in no particular order other than the order that they popped into my head. So I wrote while they watched and then again while they played. I even wrote why I played with baby dolls and talk about multitasking. Two baby dolls in my arms and still working. (laughs) Raising twins has its advantages. But one page became two using the front and then the back of each sheet all night. I just kept coming back to add things, drawing lines, making boxes, writing sideways in the margins and all over. It wasn't pretty. But miraculously, I did feel better after actually having written it all down. It literally felt like a weight had been lifted. I didn't feel as bogged down or heavy because I wasn't forcing myself to remember all these things anymore. They were written down now. Now the question became, 
well, what do I do now that I wrote all this stuff down? The different websites all say to prioritize it, to break down the big steps into little ones, but don't tell you how to do that exactly. Okay, fine. I'll just figure it out myself and do it my way, which let's be honest, don't we kind of do that anyway? Again, I sat there, stared blankly at pages, looking over them, flipping them over, trying to figure out where to start. I walked away because I got overwhelmed by all of the things I still needed to do. This is one of those moments where I wish I didn't have ADHD and little things weren't so hard to do. I mean, I should be able to do this, to move things around and organize them. Now I'm stuck in this how the hell do I even start whirlpool sucking me into the Bermuda Triangle of shame because I can't do a simple freaking task? Let's face it. Are there really any simple tasks for us? I try. I start on a Word doc because I've decided the bullet journal isn't big enough for this list and I move on to an Excel doc. I go through all the checklist templates. I don't like any of them. I try to start my own. Can't even figure out a layout I want or like. Frustrated again, I walked away. Why can't I just do the damned list? I know that if I prioritize them and give myself one task to do for 15 to 20 minutes a day, it'll be simple and my list will get done before you know it. I know this. My brain knows this. So why can't I just freaking do it? Oh, okay. All right. I'll just take a break and I'll come back to it. I tell myself all the while... I'm not actually taking a break from it because I'm doing other things. I can't quit thinking about it. It won't go away for five minutes. I can't focus on anything else. So here I sat writing about it instead of doing it. The time between when I started thinking about the brain dump and actually writing everything down just for the sake of a timeline was about a month. Okay, screw it. I'm just going to sit down, read my list. I took out another sheet of paper and tried making columns of things. And I got through some things and started getting agitated with it and trashed it. I think I had three columns where I was trying to break out everything on my list and put it into those columns. Like all the house things here and all the other things in this column. And it, it just wasn't working. Next, I tried making an outline again. Started it, hated it, trashed it again. At this point, I was desperate. I said, okay, fine. Tried the mind mapping where you start with a bubble, draw lines to other bubbles, then bubbles off those. Wanted to scream, and I trashed that one. But in all fairness, <laughs> I couldn't even decide what to put in the big bubble, so I scrapped it a few times. At this point, I gave up. I mean, how am I going to start helping other people with their goals if I can't figure out my own? It's ridiculous, right? I was lucky I got connected with a productivity coach through a Facebook group I'm a member of. We had a one-hour phone call and all was good in the world. The best part is what she told me to do, I already knew. I just, I forgot and couldn't recall it in the moment for some reason. Thanks, working memory. I love you too. I mean, I spent weeks doing research on some of the best ways for people with ADHD to help break down goals. And here I couldn't remember any of it until someone walked me through it. But I think we all need that though. I think having someone in your corner helping you with the hard things is important. Like even psychiatrists seek help from other psychiatrists. 
we just get too in our own way and in our own head sometimes that we can't see what's right in front of us, which is pretty much what happened. So I can't stress enough how important just asking for help and having someone outside of my head calm me down and walk me through what I was doing was. Her sitting there on this Zoom call and guiding me through the first worksheet really helped break me out of my mental block and my brain fog. And what she helped me with was so simple. She asked me to take one item on my list, any item. And then in the form, the next question was, why? I needed to know what my why was for each goal, for each thing that motivated me, why that goal was important. So I would have something to look back and remind me if I got discouraged that this is why I'm doing the goal. After I had my task and my why, we pretty much started with SMART goals. Let's break it down real quick. So the S is for specific. You need to make the goal specific, not vague, or you won't know how to break it down. So something like get a degree. Okay, that's a good goal, but it's not very specific. What kind of degree? What's the degree in? So it should be more like get an MBA in business management. That is specific. You have the type of degree in the focus or field. Now you can figure out what the steps to take to get that degree are. Next is M, measurable. So how do you want to quantify the goal? To stick with the example of the master's degree, you would be able to track your goal through your degree audit by knowing how many classes you've taken and how many more you need to take to get that degree. A is for Apple. No, I'm just kidding. Making sure you're listening there. A is for attainable. Can you get the degree? And this may seem like a simple answer, but think about things like this. Can you afford it? Do you have the time? If you work during the day, can you take classes at night? Can you take them on the weekend or online? Is the work going to be too hard? You have to make sure that the goal is realistic and that you have all of the tools and resources needed to reach the goal. R is relevant. Does the goal align with your values and life goals? If you're saying your goal is to get a master's degree in business management, is your plan to work in business? Because if it's not, then why are you getting that degree and not something else? Finally, T, time-based. So the goal needs to be realistic, but also ambitious. You need to be able to set a date or time period to which you will accomplish the goal to have something to motivate you to work forward to. Once I got done with the call, things became clear and I sat down and I filled out four goal worksheets. And these four goal worksheets were literally only two items off my brain dump list. But breaking them down into baby steps made it feel so much easier. It was a little overwhelming too because it makes you realize all of the things that you hadn't thought about before. And yeah, it makes your list longer, but it helps you make sure you're not forgetting anything too. Breaking them down made it feel easier. They're not hard tasks either, not by any stretch of the imagination, but when you're in a funk like I've been, even the small things feel daunting. I don't know about you guys, but I absolutely love the feeling of physically marking through a list item or checking, clicking that little checkbox. It feels good and it's satisfying. It's silly that I get so excited about marking things off lists, but it makes me feel productive like I'm actually moving forward and getting things done. 
Well, by the time I finished marking off everything on my two sheets of paper and had it um, expand my list expanded again, I did find that I had many things written down multiple times in different places, which I thought was pretty funny and so ADHD. My once two page list is something like nine tabs of worksheets where I've broken things down into baby steps. I finally started getting things done and checking them off, which, you know, I'm coming back and getting to the things I love again. I'm trying to spend more time with family and do more self-care and get back to my podcast. There's just a lot of back-end stuff I'm catching up on. There's nothing like the feeling of having all of your to-dos written down and organized. I think of it like cleaning my cache and cookies on the internet or deleting a bunch of apps so my phone can free up space, storage, or memory and just go faster. As long as I'm writing things down and I have this list of baby steps, it's like using an external hard drive. I don't have to worry about the CPU crashing because I have everything saved somewhere else. Wow. Okay. I just did a ton of computer analogies. I think that might be a sign I need to stop talking. Okay. So I want to hear what your strategies are for organization and prioritization. What apps are you using? What systems work for you? What hasn't worked for you and why hasn't it worked? Hit me up, send me a message, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, website, whatever. I think next time is going to be about time blocking. It's something I'm playing with right now, trying to figure out how to do. So that'll be the next one. Thank you for listening to Excuse My ADHD. If you like what you hear, don't forget to please subscribe, rate, and leave an awesome review. Show notes and social media links are available at www.excusemyadhd.com. Until next time.